Hello everyone. Uh, welcome. I'm John Dost. I'm a software engineer and today we will talk about diversity, gender discrimination and women in tech. And my guest is Yasemin. Yasemin works as a senior software engineer in Bonial and she's a friend of mine from university. So I know her like more than 10 years, most probably. And uh, she is really nice person and in general <laughs> I, I see i see many times people are talking about uh, issues or like the topics related to women but they're all men and this is not uh, not a thing that i wanted to do so um without further ado welcome yasemin thank you <laughs> nice to be here <laughs> <laughs> please tell us a bit about yourself i know that you have a diverse experience in software development and i want to uh, i want to learn what's uh, and yeah. also maybe other people are curious about yeah um currently i'm working as a senior backend engineer uh in Bonyard. i'm currently in berlin uh and this is my first job in berlin in and i'm working for two years now here uh before that i switched three jobs <laughs> in istanbul <laughs> the first one was a company for we were developing something for the banks and i was working for again for a small team and writing mainly java client application it was a desktop application not too much uh, fancy microservice architecture <laughs> it's just a uh, poor old java and then afterwards i switched to siemens and it was such a mess i actually worked in so many teams there i started as again um like a java engineer we were writing some code for the uh, routers for the, the actual devices mm -hmm. and they couldn't find so many C++ engineers so they just did it with Java and it was a disaster and then I switched another team and I worked as a QA engineer even like system mm -hmm. test engineer we were writing yeah. automated tests uh, for the devices again in Java and afterwards I switched to backend and yeah it was my one of the best jobs I think like I learned so many things there and afterwards I switched to GE. It was a very short amount, like five months. What's GE? A, uh, General Electric. Okay. Uh, they're in a airplane, air industry, whatever. I really don't know so much, uh, but yeah, they're mainly working for uh, air industry and they're doing, uh, yeah, we were having so many mm -hmm. air engineers and stuff. And we were developing applications for, uh, most of the air, what is it called? Airplane. Aviation. Airplane. Okay. Yeah, aviation. Thank you. I you know my job better than me. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, we were, uh, yeah, it was a full stack role mostly, but mm -hmm. I was mostly writing front end and I hated it that time because I was very not very competent in uh, front end. Mm -hmm. And now I'm working as a uh, backend engineer. Oh. Yeah, it's, I worked in so many things that requires Java, I think. <laughs> yeah, like a JVM person, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, my, my general, like, uh, I have one related question about that one. So, since you have been in so many roles, like different, like QA, full stack, front end, back end, and tell me about like which roles are more challenging uh, for women mm. in general. But I know that you have maybe uh, you have more experience or more diverse experience than me. But um, you have a diverse experience, and I want to learn as much as you know 
yeah. uh, as much as you have experience, which roles are more challenging than for women? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, yeah, I cannot, uh, of course, uh, compare how is it challenging for men and women because I can only see it from a woman experience. Um, and for me, more challenging part was um, when you become a more and more, more of a senior uh, engineer, you of course challenge, uh, see more challenging problems and you deal with them. Uh, but most of the time, the challenges I have because I'm a woman was not because of the technical issues, let's say. It was not because I was challenging so many uh like bugs that was hard to fix or some architectures that was very very requires lots of thinking but it was more of a social uh challenge because uh since you're a woman people expect less from you or more from you depending on the situation if you're in the lead positions uh people tend to give up on you very quickly because you're a woman and you Mm -hmm. Of course, it's going to fail, you know, because you're a manager and you're a woman. Um, so that was the challenges, I think, more. Like social challenges were more, I think. Okay, so, hmm. so I'm, I'm putting a bit relation to relation about the social challenges to, to the general diverse topic in tech companies. Like, for example, when I look, look back to my current job and my previous jobs and every company that I've seen before, uh, generally there are more, like there's a uh, better diversity in product teams, like design teams mm. or product managers. And I guess this is more, this is more like it requires being more social. Uh, maybe that's mm. a challenge that we can say. But when I compare with engineering engineering teams, I can say mm. that engineering teams, especially backend and DevOps, maybe the infrastructure teams, or and security teams, the uh, the product teams have more uh, women, or they are better diver in in diversity. So yeah. why do you think it's that it's like that? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a very nice question because we, of course, we tend to think like first of all, I need to say that I don't think. Uh, product teams are more social than other engineering teams. Uh, of course, in product teams, lots of the, lots of the days you're always speaking with people. You try to resolve um, resolve the conflicts and so on. But it doesn't necessarily mean when you're an engineer you don't have to be social. I really don't think it's the case anymore. At least, if you're working in an agile team, you always have to talk to people. If you're developing something, you have to talk to people. Uh, when you have a problem, you have to talk to people. If you don't, um, you just stuck there for days. You know, you cannot be a lonely wolf anymore. So it still requires a social thing. Um, and I don't think that women are more social than men. It's just a bias we put on people. That's my opinion. Maybe people think differently. I don't know. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that women are social and men are not. It's more of, I think, uh, more like more challenging things or more in the back, because in the back end, you actually don't uh, require UX design or things like that. You don't, mm -hmm. it's not the essence of the job. Mm -hmm. uh, people think that these are most challenging, more challenging things, even though it not, it's not necessarily is. And 
they put more men roles in it because they think they're more competent in those things. That's what I think, because people think that DevOps and backend is more challenging than frontend, which I don't necessarily agree with. Mm -hmm. And they put more or they find more people. Let's not put, let's not say put, but find more people in engineer uh, for backend engineers, men backend engineers. It's okay. kind of a, a challenging thing too, because also women, uh, sometimes women also want to be front-end engineer instead of mm -hmm. a back-end engineer. Yeah, I mean, naturally, like, um, that's, there, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a very difficult thing to explain too, because also, um, I'm not sure if it's related, but uh, to be a front-end engineer, you can also, do boot camps, for example, and become a front-end engineer or, or product. Uh, if you want to be a scrum master, if you want to be a product owner, you don't necessarily need a very heavy software engineering background. For mm -hmm. backend and DevOps, you more need uh, in need of uh, finishing a software engineering program. Mm -hmm. And that's more man-dominated uh, programs. Yeah, that's I also one of the things, I think. I also rarely seen like, for example, backend or DevOps boot camps or similar education programs. Like, I mean, I see more on the front end side and also in design and also maybe product management. I see more educational mm. things than the backend or DevOps in the entry level. Um, yeah. That might be another reason, maybe. Um, but I, I want to I wanna, like quickly uh, touch on the point that you said that the engineering part is more challenging or it requires more engineering part. I, I see the sense like the like women or maybe other underrepresented genders have to prove themselves more than yeah. men in these technical discussions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So why why the why they have to prove, for example? I mean I, I've never faced in a situation personally. Yeah. That's why I'm curious. Um why a woman have to uh, have to prove themselves in engineering discussions, in technical discussions. Um, yeah, I can say lots of things about it because it happened lots of lots of lots of times in my life, and I don't see myself as a bad engineer. I think I'm really good at my job. People trust me, and I get along with people. It's not about competency. Of course, I cannot be very objective of myself, but I'm confident on it, and. I really, um, yeah, it's happened so many times. Like, for example, in technical discussions, uh, when I'm in a team, uh, like we're in a uh, room with six men and I'm on the only woman and I say something, uh, some opinion about them, some purely technical discussion and I'm brushing off very easily most of the time until I prove myself. And then... Some other man sitting next to me say it out loud again, the second time, repeat everything I say with different words, and then they listen to it. It happened so many times. Uh, and I don't know why. Of course, I know why, because I think it's the discrimination or biases or prejudice thoughts. But it's really, really happening so many times. And I think we need to do something to change it, because most of the time, everyone uh, has valuable opinions in the room. But since it's a. Uh, it doesn't look like, or it's not fitting our uh, biases. We just 
tend to not to listen to it carefully. I remember um, in one of the AI conferences, it, AI uh, also has the similar problem of the gender. And I remember, I think it was NIPS. Um, one, I don't, I don't remember the woman's name, uh, but uh, she said that the best thing anyone can do if in, in one of these situations is that just speaking up, saying that, uh, so for example, as a, as a man, I can just say, this is what Yasemin said exactly at that yeah. point. As a man, I can say that because as a woman, what she said in this conference talk is as a woman, if you say so by yourself saying that, okay, I, this is what I said, it puts an awkward moment. It creates an awkwardness, you know? People think that yeah. you are putting yourself in front of something. You are trying to praise yourself, maybe. People might think differently. Also, if you don't say it, that's a problem, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. it's a kind of a dilemma. And one recommendation from, from her is that in the conference talk said that just raise up and say, the, say that this was exactly the what, for example, Yasemin said in that case. Yeah. Do you think that works? Yeah, it definitely helps for the sake of the discussion, but it's also putting, for example, personally putting me under also again, like when this Walker situation, like why do I need an approval of other men to say exactly the same thing I say? You know, it's just why don't you care about it in the first time? Why does the other guy have to say it? It's also very weird for me. So most of the time I repeat it twice and I like I uh, even more directly so I say like that's what I said and it's okay it can be awkward it can be awkward for them it's not my fault because they didn't listen to me you Absolutely. know it's not about praising myself it's just about being confident and speaking up for yourself that's what I think I totally agree um I just sometimes think that uh by the way I just want to state this I'm I'm doing this session just because I can learn. If I made a mistake, if I say something yeah. wrong, just please tell me. Also, uh, people who is watching that one, if I say something wrong, please tell me so that I can learn. So this is just a quick, quick saying, quick opening my heart because I'm doing this session to learn uh, the, yeah. the topic. Um, so in that case, for example, I, I had the feeling that I, I know you as a person and I know that you can say that this is what I exactly what I said, but I think it it not everyone can say this one out loud. Yeah, and especially yeah, when yeah. you are facing like when people are facing a lot of discrimination, maybe they are maybe not directly but indirectly as well. They are facing a lot of discrimination. They are they might be like a, they tend to stay back. You know, they just say yeah. It's not yeah. obvious all the time. So I know you as a person and I know you can say it. I know you will say it, that I'm really happy, but not everyone's the same. No, and it might help to, to those people, I think. Yeah, definitely. I also, it's not that I was always like this, of course, in my first job, I was very like, when I was a junior, when I didn't know anything about how to work with people, I was always like, uh, yeah, whatever you say. Or sometimes even in this job, when I first started, I was not very out loud about every opinion I have because I was also kind of scared that might be not very valuable because I'm not ex experienced or maybe it's all of the things I put on myself for years that like, uh, I don't know, instinctively, like I 
might not have valuable opinions. It's also, of course, insecurities have like rationing. When you're a woman, you're more likely to have it. And then you most likely sometimes, of course, not to uh, speak up for your opinions. So, of course, at that point, a man backing up you, uh, backing up, it's, it's very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, so I want to talk about this, the, uh, the, when you are, when you are junior or, um, since we, we said that uh, women needs to prove themselves as a technically, yeah. why do you think the woman is treated like they have uh, less experience that even if they have more, I, I, I know, or I, I can guess that you might be in, you might have been in one of those situations before, like, yeah, yeah the same experience, but people treated you or maybe they didn't hear your thoughts maybe they they ignored it maybe yeah it's definitely like the prejudice people have i think um because we are living in this patriarchal system and everyone thinks that men are more powerful their opinions are more valuable they're in this for more 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 years than what women have so it's just people tend to listen to them more and i cannot say that there's not a knowledge gap uh i think there's also a knowledge gap and sometimes yeah men can have more valuable opinions of course but it's not something that we can generalize it's totally individual some people will have more knowledge and some people have less knowledge sometimes it's a man sometimes it's a woman you cannot just generalize it it yeah. depending on what you saw what you did in your life what you did at work how you speak to people maybe uh you talk to people more so you know more about the domain it's changing all the time so why 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 it's all prejudice i don't think there's any logical explanation to this yeah. there's just some little bit of logical background maybe just because uh men are generally since they're i don't know primary school like the first thing like since they were born they also have so much responsibility and pressure like my son is going to be an engineer my son is going to be a doctor something like that and of course they focus on more on this topic mm -hmm. rather than women are more likely you're gonna be a great mom you're gonna be a great teacher so they're prone to more social skills but it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. Uh, it's just all this pressure put on you throughout the years, men and women, I think. Yeah. So but you can you can be whatever you want. Basically, course. we're we're living in a modern world. It's not hundred years ago. It yeah. doesn't have to be like you have to sit at your child. If you want it, you can do it too. But what I mean is, no one can force it. You can do whatever you want. Of course. I mean, also, I think it might be related to that the so since. From the day one, uh, let's say in the, in this current system, you like uh, some boys are uh, acted like they're going to be engineers, they're going to be doctors, and etc. And we more are uh, more likely uh, acted like they're going to be moms or maybe nurses. Is uh, I think one yeah. of the um, yeah. You cannot find many many men in nurse many yeah. men nurse <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and also yeah. uh i think it's uh what i was trying to say is um the entrance barrier and also maybe the the from day one people are i i want to be a computer engineer um back from back in high school so from yeah. that point on i focused on this path 
Yeah. And this might, because my father wanted me to be a doctor, for example, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, this might be different for women. And it's also the the cases where you want to go is you, the entrance barrier is higher for women yeah. in, that, in this case, because from high school on, I wanted to be a computer engineer and I, I was supported to be a computer engineer. Mm-hmm. And women might not get this support from day one and So like, for example, a, a, a woman becomes like maybe 25 and wants to be a software engineer. There's like maybe 10 years gap, you know, because yeah. just because of the system. So yeah. this might be, this might be the problem. I think this might be an explanation yeah. of why. Yeah, maybe. that's, that's, that's one of the problems definitely, because when I think about myself, for example, my family, my, my parents were not like, you're a woman, you have to do this or do this. Of course, of course, they want me to get married and stuff like that. You know, it's just like uh, very um, typical things that put on me, of course. But it was never like you're going to be a very woman focused thing or something like that. They were open. They were not necessarily telling me to be act like a girl, for mm-hmm. example. I always like my my father is also a computer engineer and I was I grew up with it and there was computers and I was playing with it. I was playing games with my cousins like I was never like, okay, you're a girl out 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 of this room. It was never like that. So <laughs> I I grew up with it and I tend to like it. It's not because I'm a genius or something. Yeah, it's just I grew up with it and I was always uh, exposed to it. So eventually it happened. It's not always uh, for like this for most of the time for other women, of course. Mm-hmm. But what I mean is when you don't have this pressure of to be something, yeah, you can actually be anything. That's what I mean. Yeah, I agree. Um, I want to I wanna quickly switch topic to this promotion because I think mm. it's also related to that one. That, um, so um, why women get less promotion than men in general? I see this in, in almost in every industry, not specific yeah. to software. And so do women not get promoted also if they are not confident and masculine, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because there's a, there's an image of being confident yeah. as an, as a maybe manager or as a leader and mm-hmm. et cetera. And people has a, this, I don't know why, but they, this, ha- this picture of a woman that mm-hmm. being confident is not women i don't i don't understand but some people yeah. have this point of view yeah and i want to understand why women get less promotion than men in general also like mm. to, to the people uh, watching us please yet write your thoughts as well in the chat yeah um so i think to start with we we can define what confident is like because most of the time being confident is most uh, correlated to being manly if that is a word like alpha male like mm-hmm. very tough very never smiles it just puts the fist on the table like this is what i want this is how it's gonna be i'm reassuring you there will be ne- no problems in our company everything is happy like okay but there's also another type of management which is going to that direction in it i think more collaborative more people oriented people are talking all the time they're more social we have friday like friday uh friday drinks you know more social people are more like happy they have a bit more of a work-life balance the work is not the uh, center of everything Mm -hmm. 
Um, so what I mean is confident is not the first option. You can also be confident by just uh, speaking up what your opinion, being sure about it, but still be collaborative with people, listen to other people and be okay to changes. Like it doesn't mean that you're not confident. You can also open to change and listen to people, you know, it's a different type of confident. And I think people seek more uh, the first option because it's the traditional model, like have more tough managers. That's why uh, the women act like men, more masculine suits, like, you know, more like that type of women tend to be more managers, like on average. But because whenever you put on makeup, you're a bit more feminine, people are like, oh, she's just on the looks. She's not doing mm -hmm. anything. But it doesn't have to be that way. Even like I, it happened to me in my first job, like we had a very feminine manager and she was, she was very pretty and she was coming to it like, like very feminine. And we were making fun of it. I was even doing it. Like I was very surrounded with people like, oh, there shouldn't be any good woman manager. The woman manager, like women managers suck. They don't do anything. They just walk around in the office. People talk like this and you start to think like it. Like, okay. And then years, years after, like, why was I thinking that? What the, what the hell was I thinking? You know, it's just, it doesn't correlate like right now because I was in a very surrounded in a toxic environment. It's very interesting because they effect on you as well as a woman yeah having a woman manager I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm quite surprised to be honest because um i think this is more related to being a, like a group effect uh on, yeah. like, on that side but i see that uh yeah this totally makes sense i mean i've been working with uh my manager was uh women in the last three and a half years or maybe mm -hmm. four and i was quite happy and My manager's manager was women as well. And I was, I like in our current environment, mm. I think like in maybe modern world, not the traditional manager style is more like, as you said, the, the communication is more important. Like the empathy is more important. Yeah. Um, so I think women are better in this job. In my opinion, yeah. I don't separate it as a gender, but women are better because, um, uh, They are. They tend to care more first. Yeah, because it's also they, it's expected from them. So yeah. women has this skills more prone. Like they have the skills more than men because it was expected of them. Yeah. Also, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, but I think that uh, so I'm looking back to my career and I'm thinking of my managers and also like the upper levels, you know, going up. Yeah. And I think that not I think, but I see that there are less women on top. And yeah. this is called glass ceiling effect. Yeah. Uh, like when you are, it's like an imagine there's a glass ceiling on top of, on, on top of a woman. So whenever they want to go high, it's kind of uh, invisible, but there's a, there's a something preventing them to go high. And why do we have this glass ceiling? I'm, it's all, Yeah, go yeah on. it's it's because of the, all the things we talked about, I yeah. think. It's because, uh, like I said, um, when you're more feminine, um, when you don't act like a man, when you're not tough, yeah. people don't even consider you as a manager. They don't recommend you as a manager. 
because when you're like, okay, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to do my skincare routine today. And people will make fun of you because you should not be doing it. You should only be talking about work. Whereas men always talk about football, which is not related to work. You know, it's just because it's manly, they're able to talk about it. But women cannot talk about makeup, for example. No. It's very, very uh, hypocritical. It's just not, uh, doesn't make sense logically for me. I think there's no logic at all. Yeah. Uh, It's just a traditional, traditional method that we have for years and years and years. And maybe 100 years ago, maybe 200 years ago, it was very efficient. People had, I don't know, because there were more wars, people, I don't know, women had to be in home, wherever. I don't care. But right now, in the modern world doesn't make any sense and it's not efficient even because why do you are you lowering your power by not giving women the same opportunity yeah. it's just not efficient for even economy you know it's just mm-hmm. uh benefiting the people on top white males and they're the only ones benefiting from this because that's the way it is right now yeah um also Okay, um, I want to talk about the salary as well on this uh, manager or maybe the glass ceiling effect or the, or the yeah. result of this. Um, yeah. So today I saw um, developer happiness index. Uh, There's a survey uh, has been done by honeypot.io and they mm-hmm. published the results. And so in the in the survey, while both men and women place equal importance on salary, female developers tend to be more satisfied uh, than male developers with salaries. But the the mm-hmm. case is that there's a pay gap. So despite this high levels of salary satisfaction amongst female developers, mm. uh, they found that uh, there's a strong evidence of a gender pay gap. Uh, for example, pay gap increases from 2% to mm. 9% in the first two years. I, I mm-hmm. couldn't believe, but just in two years, yeah. you know, like the, yeah. it, it increases 7%. And how do the seniority and other effects reflect on the salary? What do you think? Uh, to begin with, um, in entry level, I think uh, women are paying less. Uh, just again, because of the reasons we talked about. And the second thing I think, uh, women are less likely to ask for promotion. Uh, they're, uh, they're less likely to ask for race. Um, because there was also like this thing, like women don't apply for jobs if they don't think they hundred percent okay for the job. They don't hundred uh, percent uh, has a skill required for the job, but men tend to do it like sixty percent. So it's also like men are very um, not men, sorry, women are very self-aware and they don't think they deserve the thing, deserve the job or something. They don't ask for it, you know, and also. That might be some other possibility, uh, again, that women are more likely to have more uh, work-life balance in, pay- in place. So they're more happier when they have a good balance. They have things outside of work, but work is not the focus of everything. Uh, but men are more focusing on things and they demand more things at work. That might be the reason. There might be so many other reasons too as well. Yeah, the, the, that was one of the um, one of the results from the same survey that uh, women yeah. uh, tend to care more about the uh, work-life balance, for example. Yeah. Um, so more than men. Yeah. Um, 
I generally think that uh, the the things that we talked before, like uh, they have to prove themselves technically, for example, might be one reason. Uh, mm-hmm. So they, I'm just considering my performance yearly reviews. And when I consider this, sometimes I need to like list down what I have done, what I have uh, achieved, for example, and mm. uh, with my goals, maybe expectance, expected things that I have achieved. And this might be the case also for women that since, since they have to prove themselves technically some time to time, maybe mm-hmm. they have this problem. Um, it might have an effect on the same uh, performance review as well. So, um, Ma- and every time also the, to go on a promotion, you need a sponsor in general. So someone should sponsor you and saying that, okay, this person is doing really good job. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think we should promote uh, him or her. And uh, mm-hmm. then you need this sponsor. And since all the things that we talked about, getting this sponsor is, might be really hard, really, really hard. Yeah. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times did you ask for a salary raise? Um, in total, all my lifetime, I think it might be around 10 times. Me, zero. Really? Yeah, it was always given to me. Like, because I was overachieving something yeah. and people were giving me a raise. Like, like really high amounts of raise and my first job it was even 20 percent but it was it was i never asked for it but most of if i ask for it i think it would be even more right now but i never did it you know i never even imagined asking it oh interesting i mean i'm thinking back again i i asked oh hmm, that's really interesting point because I remember, like, I didn't ask when I was a junior. Um, I said they, it's what was given. They said, okay, yeah. this is the, because, but it was like a company, um, company yeah. procedure. So I, I yeah, had no exactly, effect yeah. on But yeah, in, in, in later jobs that I have been, it was, I generally said, okay, this is, this, this is, these are the things that I have done, achieved, and et cetera. And also my manager said the same things. Okay, this is the, what you have done really great, mm-hmm. and et cetera. And the, the case was my manager asked me how much do I want? So I gave the number in general. Then we started negotiating. Mm-hmm. Maybe that might be the reason, but it is so interesting. I mean, I'm thinking at the moment, ah, yeah, that's always, always they, they ask me how much do I want? So they, nobody asks you that how much you want? Normally it's like, uh, no. Uh, they just give a number and it's normally a good number. It's not like a bad number. It's, it's okay. But now that we think of it, uh, I, I'm thinking that I could have asked more, you know, because yeah. I never do that. I sometimes in the, because I work not this, this one, even like I mostly work for corporate companies mm-hmm. and they always had this huge procedure that you have to fill out a form with, I don't know, 20 questions. What did you do this year? It's like this question. It's like, what did you do for God today? It's like, it's like, it's just, it's like lots of lots of things that you have to fill. And at the end, they just give you a number and it's okay. Um, but when I talk to my male colleagues, it's more like they also asked even more. Like, but what about this number? You know, I never yeah. asked this question. I've done that. I've done that before. Yeah, I've, I've never done it because men more likely to do it. Maybe it's because they think they have the right to do it. I don't know, because I was also 
it's I cannot generalize it, of course, of course because it's yeah. also my notion of thinking like this salary is okay. I can do things with it. I can travel. I can take a couple of dance lessons. It's okay for me. But I was never asking for more. Interesting. So, do you think that uh, for since we talked about the pay gap, do you yeah. think or do you know that you have lower salary than your um, the same role as you have in the maybe in your previous companies? Maybe you don't want to talk about the current one. It's also okay. Did did you ever uh, were you aware of it before? I was always uh, hired for a bit of a less salary. But then in the first salary race, I was always in the same level with the others. Okay. It was also because in Turkey, it's a bit different. Mm -hmm. People tend to hire you more if you graduate from a better university. Yeah, we have the ranking social university. So if you're graduated from Boğaziçi University, for example, one of the best ones, yeah. you tend to get more if you're mm -hmm. from Ankara, which is like a top 10, but not the top three. Yeah. It's more like... Yeah, okay, but then they actually see that you're actually capable of doing things and they mm -hmm. increase it. But for a woman and men, if I have to uh, compare it, I cannot say much in my mm -hmm. own per, uh, experience because I don't talk about these things yeah, with sure. colleagues. Mm -hmm. But with my friends, I can also not compare too much because they are different companies. But um, yeah, I can say I'm a bit lower than... Mm -hmm my because i have lots of lots of software engineer colleagues yeah yeah okay. um i have one question this is like a bit of debate and it's it's been happening many times i saw this discussions over and over again but i want to ask you what do you think of it so just to increase the diversity should we hire more women without i mean regardless of their experience so like the, imagine there are two two people They are interviewing and one of them is male, one of them is uh, female. And let's say a uh, male has more experience than actually we need, actually. Uh, but female has a bit less, just a li little bit uh, less experience. Mm -hmm. But we want to increase the diversity as well. So should we hire women or should we hire men in that case? If there's a huge difference, I think no. Because, you know... Which one, no? It's, you should not hire, of course, if there's a huge difference. If And if you're looking for a senior experience uh, and the woman is has more or less mid-level, mid of course you should not. But if they're both mid-levels, if they're not both seniors, if mid-level, it's just a very open thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And if there's room for uh, open, like uh, room for um, increasing your knowledge and stuff like that, I think... Uh, they might have a better uh, chance here because the gap is also happening because of we cannot break the cycle. Lots of the time, men tend to have more experience because they do this stuff starting from high school, starting from university, because they always thought that they're good at math, but women are not. And they so they focus more on that they, because they are more confident on that and stuff like that. So we have to break this cycle somehow so that mm -hmm. uh, we have more diverse teams. Uh, and I think if there's not a huge difference, but just a little bit, I think women can have more uh, chance in that. And some people think that, but that's not fair. Yeah, but the system is not fair also. Yeah, true. Yeah. You have to do <laughs> yeah. something about it. <laughs> um, I agree in general. I think uh, the situations are unique, so we cannot generalize it. And um, I do think as well um, that the 
the, depending on the position of the company and also the position of the project, um, if if you as you said, if there's a higher um, there's a higher difference in experience, and we need, if we need more seniority and more experience, then mm-hmm. definitely um, hiring the uh, senior in this case is a chance. But yeah. if company, for in my opinion, if companies are big enough, if they can afford having less experienced person in the team instead mm-hmm. of having high experience, because also the salaries, you know, is higher for more experienced people. And if the, we, if the company can afford having less experienced person, I think it's better to hire women in this case. Yeah. Uh, depending on the company and depending on the situation of the project and the company as well. Yeah. It's also debatable if uh, you're making your team more diverse, hiring more women, if the women and men tend to think more and more, like if they're both looking at the perspective of a white male, it's not uh, it's yeah. not the right case. Because sometimes also women do that to themselves. Like uh, even in my case, in my first job, I did that too. Like I was thinking my women manager yeah. was bad because, but it was actually not the case. No one was supporting her because she was not woman manager and she was decreasing more and more every day. Yeah. So yeah, we need to do something about it generally. I agree with Matthew. Matthew says equity instead of equality. I mean, yeah, I, exactly. I, I agree. It's equity. It's not exactly equality. Like it, yeah. So um, I want to, since we are talking about a woman uh, in this case as a specific gender here, I everyone knows that women is not only men or women are not only genders, and uh, we have like there are many many different genders and many many different representations like ethnicity, nationality. Mm-hmm. or other parts and we tend to be biased in most of the cases um so like for example if if you're hiring a, a christian a person we might mm-hmm. think that okay hmm, they are christian they are more religious maybe it's not fit for us uh, or yeah there's there's a just there's this bias and we have this effect on gender of course but it's not limited to gender what do you think about people being biased and are we biased actually or are you of biased of course i am biased you are by everyone's biased yeah. it would be lying like if we say we're biased because we have experience we have so many people around us telling us things every day so you of course eventually get biased but the problem is to be aware of it and when someone is trying to shut you off and like listen listen it's not like this you should be open to change yourself that's the thing of course i have so many different or wrong opinions, of course. But I think um, diversity is a very, very um, sensitive topic because it doesn't necessarily mean that if you uh, hire, let's say, a Muslim person to your uh, team, just because you think that it's coming from a Muslim country, it doesn't mean that it will act like a Muslim or just because um, you're hiring a gay person, it doesn't have to be stereotypical gay that you see in YouTube, you know? It's just mm-hmm. not like that. So you have to think more of what your team needs. What are you gaining from this diversity? That's my opinion. So I don't think everyone should have the same opinions in a team. Yes. Uh, I think there should be involving uh, confident people, empowered people, even if they are not yet, they can be... Uh, try to do so you can be empowered later 
but it should be more open people, open to communication. So you have a good, healthy environment that you can discuss things without getting offended. Okay, in in companies, there there's this uh, you know the cultural fit in the interview processes. Yeah, and what I have seen in general is uh, while looking for cultural fits, we have these biases more and more. Yeah. And because you want to keep the team happy, you don't want to have a big conflicts and etc. But maybe culturally, or maybe in other aspects aspects mm. as well, how can we keep the balance? I mean. This cultural, while we are looking at cultural fit, while we are interviewing the the candidate to to hire, mm-hmm. and we are looking at cultural fit, how can we make this balance without maybe losing some of our biases but keeping some of them? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Is is it is can we make it balanced, or how? If you have an idea, like uh. You mean like a balanced team or a balanced diversity or balanced? Let's say balanced diversity because if if you have a culture in the in the company and if you want mm. to hire the similar culture as well all the time to keep the conflicts less and less, basically you are not diverse anymore. Yeah, At yeah, some yeah, point, yeah. You know, yeah. you need to get some different point of views. How yeah, can exactly. you keep the balance? I mean, in general, mm. that's why diversity really matters because you really don't need people not saying anything in a technical discussion it's the most frustrating thing i was doing it too like i was not stating my opinion but then i start to do it more and more and more and people actually listen because it makes sense and some people say that oh i never thought of this this is a very nice sentence to hear also to say to someone because if you're also always doing like okay That's what we're doing for the last 10 years anyway. Why are we even discussing this? Mm-hmm. No, it's just not adding anything. But it doesn't mean that you should also give up on every tradition you have. Of course, your company will have uh, its uh, values, its traditions. It doesn't mean that you have to be open to every change. You can embrace everything. But it's more about being open to listen to that, listen to it respectfully and to be able to discuss it health in a healthy environment how to keep the balance is to i don't know it's um it's a company culture question i think that uh, most of the managers most of the ceos trying to find but the most working efficient way is to have diverse team right now that's why people everything comes to a money point you know yeah. it no one is doing it because oh let's be nice no because diverse teams work better because they Uh, value more because you're more open. It's not yeah. because let's be nice to each other. Yeah, you get more. Unfortunately, more ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because diversity, you get more uh, opinions. Maybe you get more solutions to the, to your mm. problem that you can select one of the solutions that you have at hand. Um, we talked about like I'm a bit on on the I'm a bit stuck on the point that the experience you had with your previous manager mm-hmm. that you were even criticizing yeah. as a, as a bad manager that yeah. you had. Um, I have a question: like, how can we make the projects independent from people? Because I do think in that case, if if we separate the projects from people, then in in that case, basically it, there's a project and there's a people, and maybe not specific the project maybe there's a company as well mm-hmm. um, and then there's a, there there's people on the one side and so that everyone can be um, 
can be themselves basically you know like regardless of gender yeah. nationality so like yeah. how can we separate those two that so we don't have these discriminations or maybe we don't have these uh, gaps let's say in gender um yeah i mean yeah my <laughs> i'm just thinking like my last experiences because it also happened uh too many times um someone also asking a question yeah a very long one you but anyway ahead. um so can you repeat the question a bit more okay so yeah I sure um so i talked about like the having a bad manager is no, doesn't yeah, yeah. mean that the person is bad you know yeah. or yeah, yeah, exactly. person is not capable of just because the situation is awkward and weird maybe the the if we can separate the project and the people mm. it might be better off for for the both managers and also the individual contributors mm. that yeah. we have um so everyone can find themselves a place in the project Yeah. regardless of their gender and nationality and etc mm -hmm. so how can we make this make the projects independent from people yeah that's the question um i think it's a very 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 easy approach to blame someone in the company it's very easy to blame a manager all the time like oh they're not managing it well and when it's a woman it's also very nitpicking like oh, she's not a good manager because she's a woman and women suck at managing uh basically it happened my first job even in my second job it was also but when i think about it more rational right now it was more because of these people were not involved in meetings for example uh for example when i was uh working uh in one of my jobs uh there was this uh woman manager that were not very liked for from other managers because they think that they she was there because just because of the company's diversity um policies but she actually didn't have the talent for it technical talent for it even though she was a very social manager it doesn't necessarily need to have the technical skills all of it at, at least and they just excluded her more and more of the meetings she didn't know anything about it at the end and then they blamed her even more she doesn't know anything of course she doesn't know anything you're not calling her anything you know it's just they even do some company events they don't call her because she's outside of it it's very very brutal and what i mean is it's very easy to blame someone in once projects fail i think it's not because of one person but it's because of the process that's what i think that's what i come to it because if you don't have the feedback loop to give this feedback to your manager that you do this 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 wrong and if you still also don't have the vice versa that if you have a problem as an employee you, you cannot talk about this with your manager uh, then of course there will be something missing and some people are not very open to it like for example i don't initiate this conversation most of the time but since there's a process like in my current company right now we have one-on-ones for example every mm -hmm. two weeks so i have to talk about it and i have a half an hour uh, window and i talk about it and i also do it uh, the other way yearly or monthly i talk about what i think about my manager so these things are fixable it's just like blaming someone is very easy but if you keep your process more clean more open i think it will be less likely your project will fail because of a person
Yeah, so what what can we do is basically the improve the processes and be more inclusive and be, yeah. be open, be transparent maybe even and yeah. then uh, improve the processes and not blame anyone just yeah. because they hold a position. Even yeah. if they are accountable for any anything, any failure, for example, um, it is, I think 99% it is not only one person's fault in, in, any, yeah. in any case. Yeah. So I want to I wanna ask or maybe talk about what can we do part a bit more. Um, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, this improving process is the one thing. And I think the second part is the language. Um, as also Matthew said in the comments about the um, communication, like including everyone in, in, in your talking, in your words and etc. And this is generally a big discussion, for example, using hey guys, because... I checked the dictionaries and some of them says it's calling a group, you know, only in, in only saying, Hey guys, but yeah. even in that case, some people think that, uh, it is not including everyone. And I'm one of those people. I, mm. I, that's why I switched my words to, Hey folks, or Hey colleagues, or Hey people doesn't matter. And since English is gender-based language, we have he or she and etc. cetera, um, not 100% gender based language like German. In German, you have every object is masculine or feminine. So you have more gender influence. And, and in Turkish, there is no gender at all, for example. So for me, it was in the beginning, it was hard to understand everything. But um, I think the second part is being inclusive in the language. And, yeah. and my recommendation is don't use hey guys, for example, or similar phrases that might exclude some people. Yeah. So you never know. And the, for the language, I have a second uh, recommendation that I personally do is using singular day in day-to-day -day discussions. Um, yeah. For example, in, in German, the, the user is masculine and people tend, uh, tend mm -hmm. to use he when they are talking yeah. about uh, users. So they are always saying yeah. his or he or him and etc. And mm. I tend to use they as a singular they. That, that's, a, uh, that's a form in English. It's, you can check out Wikipedia as mm. well to get better opinion on it. You just basically, you are talking about one person, but you are using they. And mm. so what do you have as a recommendation? So what can we do? And especially maybe for men, you know? Um, so as if you would like to recommend me something to do, what would you recommend me personally? Mm. I personally, I'm not very offended by "Hey guys," to be honest. Um, but it, it's also depending on how people say it. It's it's a very sensitive topic. It's a very funny topic. When my friends say it, I don't mind. When when a colleague I really don't know so much about says it, it feels a bit weird. And I don't like "Hey folk" because it just it's not that close. It's weird. I don't know. Hey people. I don't know. It really depends on the situation. And mm -hmm. you really, really, really can tell what people mean it. And so for calling people like, hey, guys, hey, folks, it depends on you. It depends on how you how close you are with these people. But the other thing you mentioned is, I think, very important. Like when you said people are talking about user or things like that. For example, um, I was watching this, uh, the other podcast, like we were talking about an interview and something. So it comes to a point like you're talking about um, 
like a hypothetical interviewee and it says like he always like he asked me when he asked me this question when he and like it can be a she it can be someone else why is it have to be he all the time why um does it have to be like the first person you imagine visually is like a male developer like very geeky and playing video games all the time i do that too but it's not the question it's just like it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have to be stereotypical so i don't know it's just uh, depending on how close you are with people but i think with singular day i think you have a point especially in formal mails when when you are offering someone something uh it has to be very sensitive i think yeah yeah it's also it's a bit uh weird in germany even like for example when they have this job openings they have in english you just say we're looking for software engineers but in german you say like uh entwickler in and like this yeah. star aesthetics thing it's like i was when i first came here I was like, what is this what what's the meaning of this why there's so many signs yeah. everywhere all of a sudden <laughs> um. but like it makes sense, definitely. Yeah, so for the people who doesn't know the German uh, ads or job ads, uh, it's uh, as far as I know, it's legally they have to be inclusive. So in German, uh, software Antikla is software developer, but it's for male. And software Antiklerin is actually for female. And there's also the in, being inclusive, there's a star. So they, they just say software Antikla slash in and then star. Um I use hey everyone too, by the way. I always <laughs> yeah. do hey everyone. Yeah. That's nice. Folks, yeah. Yeah. Why, why do folks, you think folks is weird? I, I think it's a bit formal. That's why. For example, when I'm writing in the Slack channel, which yeah. everyone is inclo- included, I can say hey folks, but it's a bit weird when I talk to you and say hey folks. It's a bit formal, but it's totally the personal favorite. Yeah, it's just, you yeah. can say it. I'm not trying to <laughs> force you to yeah, not sure. use <laughs> Do you have another recommendation yeah. for me? Do you, it, it, is there anything comes to your mind? Mm, I think you already doing a good work even doing this. I think it's it doesn't have to be not like people very super educated, the most educated person in the world to t- talk about this topic, but even to have this thing and talk it in your friends when, for example, when you have a problem at work, uh gender based problem and you talk to you talk about it with your friends with your partner people tend to include this kind of topic more even like oh it's happening because there's discrimination but before maybe they were not even thinking about it so i think this kind of streams this kind of discussion is always helpful i'm i'm really i really thank you for even talking about this and just keep reading about it <laughs> keep educating <laughs> and that's that's what i do too i don't know anything i just keep reading almost every day but what's going on in the world what can i be more sensitive but not awkward too much so yeah that's what we're gonna do yeah thanks thanks a lot um i'm really happy doing this and i i'm reading every day every every really every, almost every day i'm reading one or more things at least on twitter i follow many people and there are like so many discussions, so many mistakes have been publicly made and also so many um, intentionally, I think they're intentional, but I'm not sure. Um, there are so many discriminations is happening and it is 
not a good uh, word, especially on Twitter. I mean, Twitter is a bit messy, I would say, but let's not yeah. talk about let's not talk about Twitter. But um, yeah, I want to personally thank you to to come here and teach me many many different things. Okay. <laughs> Tell me your perspective and also like everything. Like I was quite surprised to hear many different things from you. I'm so happy and definitely I will read more and I will recommend everyone watching this to <laughs> read and uh, be aware. Wait, did, you, did you watch this? Hey, <laughs> yeah. I will nudge them to watch the stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, also I will share this stream on YouTube as well. But um, I think the most important thing is being aware uh, of, mm. of the problem. And yeah. if we, in with this stream or with this video if we have done one thing and maybe uh bring brought awareness to only one person i think it it's it works so yeah it is enough and i see that there are not right now many people are watching and then i think it will be okay so again thank you would you have uh, do you have anything else to add Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> It okay. was a very nice talk. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. So people can find you on LinkedIn, and uh, I think if they have anything that you, they can reach you out. So the URL is in the description of the video. You can they can find. Thanks everyone for watching. And uh, that was really nice uh, talk, and I really enjoyed, and I learned so much, and I'm really happy. And uh, Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Yasemin, to be here. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.